You're listening to the AfterBuzz TV Network. Now the largest new media platform on the web and your number one source for after-show entertainment. Very good, From the AfterBuzz TV studios in Los Angeles, California, filling in for the great Sir Richard Wentworth one more week, it's Phil Svitek announcing tonight's AfterBuzz TV Spartacus Vengeance After Show. Tonight's hosts, Spicy Mari, Sean Overman. If you'd like to buzz in on tonight's show, you can do so by dialing 424-256-1729. That's 424-256-1729. And now, picking up where the show leaves off, and the buzz continues, it's AfterBuzz TV Spartacus. There. There we go. All right. Welcome. We are back <laughs> for Spartacus Season, season two, 2, Episode 4. Woo! Empty Hands. Yes. Isn't that a crazy title? And we're trying to figure out why this episode was called Empty Hands. Sean, you had a theory on why they named this episode Empty Hands. Yes. Um, well, I say it, it could be for twofold reasons. Okay, so uh, I was thinking that both sides from the last episode left somewhat with lem- empty hands. You right. know, well, they went in there to, you know, obviously the rebels, they went in there to get Navia. So they kind of have her, but then they lost so many men. After Buzz TV. Oh, there we go. I was once like you. <laughs> going a lazy, angry loner <laughs> whose only joy was watching TV and surfing the net. And like you, after Get I'd see one of my commercial favorite on TV now. shows, hey. I'd be so excited and have so many can. questions. Whew, that was just a little tease, a little tease about the commercial coming up. Yes, that's right. I love that commercial, by the way. <laughs> it is. It sounds great. How the heck are you guys? Hey, You're Ronnie. Doing well, well I didn't start the show. He started the show, and then like I picked it up, and then it just went a little awry. But, you know, it's okay. Now you guys can tell us hey, all. Hey, we roll with the Spartacus punches. Yeah, you could tell me all about it. Was, it was interesting. I wa- walked in and watched you guys a little bit, the show, the half-naked show of all these people. <laughs> are you enjoying it as I, much as we are? I almost feel too yes. clothed to watch this show. I feel like I have too much wardrobe on when I'm watching this episode. Episode. That is words to live by. <laughs> the clothing restricts the blood flow sometimes. Right, right, right. <laughs> I just want to strip down and join them sometimes. Okay, so we got now this episode. Empty spicy, hands. Empty hands. Do you feel like it was about the same, you know, like greatness or high so, rating as the last episode? So or how do you feel? This episode was not as intense. Although okay. they try to throw in several fight scenes, I felt like this episode, as far as storyline progression was concerned, didn't really revolve around Spartacus. Um, it mostly showcased Lucretia and Alithia's relationship. We didn't even see that much of Crixus's episode either. That's so right. I feel like the storyline is kind of not so many highs this episode. Not so much intensity. They gave us a few fight scenes, but not so much storyline. What about you? Uh, I feel the same way. You know, we had a really big, uh, you know, we were riding a big wave last time. We were on the crest, you know, like we were enjoying the tunnel. And then here we come, you know, we're going into a little trough now. You know, it's kind of like a little falling action. You know, there's some fights, but, you know, they can't have it as intense as they had it last episode, I feel. So that's okay. They're not blowing their wad yet. It's all good. Well, I think maybe this episode was focused on us letting go of certain characters that weren't even that crucial to begin with. We didn't really kill off anybody that we had major relationships relationships with, which was one thing that I love about Spartacus is you never know when you're going to lose one of your favorite characters. And they didn't really do us, you know, that service this time. It was kind of randoms that we've never seen before that they decided to kill off. And I was kind of hoping there would be an intense moment of someone that we cared about. As awful as that sounds. Yeah, that's right. So we had, uh, what was it? We had two gladiators that, that the guys with reniscus. Yeah. It sounded like meniscus, which is, you know, that kneecap area, that, that part in your kneecap that cushions you. I was, sad, so. I was definitely <laughs> sad to see him go because he's kind of gorgeous. You like him. <laughs> yeah, he was yeah. fine. I was like, wait, where did he come that from? That guy was like Lego blocks put together, man. Definitely. He was really fit. He was. And you're going to tell us later about being fit gladiator style. That's right. <laughs> 
I will share that with you guys. A little Gladiator workout for those of you who want to get in shape just like they do at Gladiator Boot Camp. Exactly. This show has got the best, like, best-looking shape. Like, everyone's in oh, perfect shape. What do they eat? Do they the eat at all? Like, it seems like they only eat protein because they're they're perfect shape. They work out, like, the whole time, right? Isn't that what you talked about last week? Yeah, that's right. Uh, well, Liam McIntyre, you know, uh, we he talked about eating all the chickens in New Zealand. <laughs> right. He, he said that. Um, but I'll talk about it a little bit more later. But they just, uh, in Blood and Sand, I saw a video from that that I had not seen before when uh, when Andy was training with them. And they just drink a lot of protein. And there's this there's this funny clip in the video where where Crixus, uh Manny Bennett he is he's just gurgling he's like uh, like drinking the protein chugging and he's, it down and he's he's chug he's chugging it down and he's like doing it like his mouth he's mouth oh, washing his mouth too you know he's like uh, so it's, it's pretty funny stuff man well yeah. they don't eat on the show we see that <laughs> they're like on the run yeah so in real life they're chugging down protein shakes in order to get those bodies so let's get started on relationships can we get to the drama the juice yes yes let's talk about it so you had one. So, well, Lithia and Lucretia, that's always a high point for the show. And I feel like this episode was geared around them. Once again, they're arch nemesis. Like, they hate each other and they're duking it out like every other episode, except for this time, there's more at stake. And we don't quite know whether we can trust Lucretia. We know we can't trust Lithia. But we see her start to kind of set up this relationship with Lucretia's father. That's right. Or Lithia's father. Yeah, yeah, Lithia's father. And we actually found out what his name is finally. Yes. Okay, so his name is Albinius. Albinius. And they, they, I think they mentioned that a couple times, but uh, I actually did some research. We were trying to figure it out last few episodes. Yeah. <laughs> we're like, we what is her trying. father's name? That's right, and we finally got it. Albinius, the bl- blonde-haired, older gentleman with the blue eyes, that senator guy. Okay, so we got him, and oh my gosh, I- I'm so surprised that. And you had a spicy prediction while we were watching I the episode. I did. Um, because of the way that they set it up in the beginning, I already knew that something was going to be kind of revealed in their relationship. I knew that they were going to attack each other. Uh, Of course, we see Alithia threatening Lucretia because she still doesn't believe that she's blessed by the gods. She thinks that this is all a scam and she refuses to be underneath her again. So, in addition to threatening her life, we start to see that maybe Lucretia is a little bit up to no good and that she's smarter than we think. But we can't tell because she keeps going back and forth as if she remembers and then she doesn't. Yes, and but she actually admitted this time. She said she remembered everything. So that was pretty interesting. And and then Alithia went crazy as soon as she heard that and, and threatened her. Like, I'm all bash your brains and just like, like Kenya's. But do you think that she was admitting to having admitted... Um remembering everything or do you think that she meant it more as in the sense of I remember everything that happened this week like what you said about being interested in Varinius and that you didn't want a relationship with your husband anymore I don't think she meant it as I remember everything that you did to me that's a good point you know she she was actually vague I think they wanted us to think that in the story and then they wind up switching it on us when her life was threatened that's right and and obviously Alithia thought that I thought that, but who knows what Lucretia actually meant if she is still subdued, waiting in cover for the ambush, you know, like setting everything up behind the scenes. Right. I think that I think that Lucretia is trying to play Alithia. Just like a little puppet, I think that she's, you know, dangling her strings, working those arms out. Even, like, what would you say, uh, webbing her web of deceit? <laughs> oh, uh, con- she's constructing her constructing web of deceit. Constructing her yeah, web I of guess, deceit. I guess you could say that, yeah. So, whew, crazy stuff. And she was banging Alithia's Right, father. that was the spicy prediction Woo! is that we walked in on her sleeping with him. Mm. Like I, I wasn't surprised about that because I knew that she was going to try to pursue a position of power. And instead of her trying to undermine Alithia and take uh, Vernius from her, she pursued her father instead. Yes, and that was a very spicy scene, I must say. It was. <laughs> some... It definitely was. Because she's sleeping, she's like riding him and then yeah. looking at Alithia while she's doing it. Yeah, that was some crazy Ooh. stuff. <laughs> It's kind of like in your face. Take that. Yeah, bingo. So who do we got next? We got Alithia. We did Alithia, Lucretia, uh, Lucretia, and uh, Av- Avinius. That was Albinius that we talked about. Oh, uh, Mira and Navia. So that was a oh gosh this this episode was hard for me because before I wasn't that fond of. Mira. I felt like she just wanted a relationship with Spartacus and she was trying to prove her worth to him by being this ride or die by his side gladiator princess. And instead, I really feel like this episode, she proved herself and Nivea is holding them back. 
Yes, she is. She is slowing them down so much. She obviously she's got post traumatic stress disorder going on. Oh gosh. And she can't she can't even. I was supposed speak. to feel sorry for her. And she ran away when all the Romans are closing in on them and she caused more deaths amongst the rebels. Jeez. Now the reason that I have a problem with because you mentioned running away. Yes. She is you are you are in love with a gladiator. He is a warrior. You are not you have no right, no place to run from a fight going on. You need to grab a sword just like Mira did and fight. You know exactly what to do, and I feel like this this season they're making her character a lot more weaker. Yes, she was in a cave and she was abused, but which gladiator wasn't? I mean, every single every single person on the show has been abused at some point in their life. That's true. So and what's what's going on with her? She she probably has this this mentality where it's like she's been in these all these abusive situations where she just feels like she can't fight anymore and she felt like, oh, I'm just going to give up or I'm just going to run away. She doesn't want to get hurt anymore and that's probably where she's coming from. But don't you think that she was tougher as a slave when she was under Lucretia than she is now? I don't think she really killed anybody or she she didn't really fight. She didn't have a chance because she was out of the house when the whole rebellion happened and killed them all. So maybe she, you know, she doesn't have that same mentality as they do. They already have their mental pathway all to be like I am fighting you know I'm rebellious but she doesn't have that she was taken away from everybody when that was going on no and and I definitely think that that's true I see what you're saying but at the same time she risked her life in order to be in a relationship with Crixus and so when you do that when you risk your life you're you should be fighting for what he he practically lost his life he got captured for you and you're gonna allow that all of all of the other gladiators to be in harm's way because you're too scared to pick up a sword what is that like she does she does not deserve a gladiator i'm sorry well i do agree with you she she was a little bit annoying this episode so hopefully she improves a little bit if i hear bit. her cry one more time i'm gonna scream and you know what you could tell that mira was getting annoyed by her too and she even remember in the other episode she referred to to them. Uh, she she said, "What was it exactly?" She said something like, "I will not be led exactly. mm-hmm. to you know to to my death to harm's like, way like Navia, yeah, like Navia." Yeah, exactly. So Mira's obviously the fighter, and then we got Navia. She's a lover. Will she be a fighter later on? We'll see. Mira's gonna have to teach her a thing or two because Mira used some knives, some tricks this time where she was definitely that ride or die fighting girl and she made Navia look really really bad <laughs> exactly and she even jumped on that one Roman sentry and she that was she the was, best that was like, my favorite she like spidered on that guy right and she just started stabbing him up and then she even what she even took up the gladius the sword and she started defending a Navia and Tiberius when everybody was down you know and yeah that was pretty insane, man. She even got clocked really good in the face, too. Yeah, and they never really gave us too much time to see her training because we know that she was a slave. Her, her and Navia were under the same roof at one point. You know, at, they both lived under Lucretia. And so for them to not be equal in the fighting, there must have been some point where Spartacus or Crixus trained Mira because Navia has nothing, none of that. Or she's not displaying that yet. They did a lot of that in the six weeks that they were terrorizing the Capua countryside. <laughs> right, right, right. She got her training in. Uh-huh. But I at least expected her to jump in at some point and help. But we'll go We'll go in on Navia and this character replacement a little bit later when we give uh, profiles. When you do your actor yes, bio on her. when I do the actor bio yes. on her. But I will say that I am biased to the previous character. I, I, I liked her essence better. Oh, I see. You, but, oh, so you like the the previous actress right. for Navia's yes, character? Yes, but I will better. give this I will give this one a chance, just like I um, am starting to fall for um, McIntyre. You know, I'll give her a chance. Okay, very good. <laughs> and uh, last of the characters, we got Sepia and Sepia's relationship. And I after Buzz prediction, remember I had it. I talked about we got a little uh, bit of the incestuousness going on, and here it comes. It finally shows up here in this episode, and uh, that he you can tell clearly Sepia's was jealous right when when Varinius and sepia were having that little thing that little flirtatiousness going on at the party well i thought that it was i thought that it was interesting that they would you know they kind of like dangled the idea of there being this incest going on in our faces but then they just they totally revealed it this time yes. when opportunity permitted because she could not have the man that she was pursuing so then the brother moves in and what he said uh let's comfort each other tonight he yeah. said it in some roman kind of let's, way let's let's leave this party and have the memories fade in a warm embrace right sean says it's so much better than moi but i mean i was just like whoa 
That's a little bit interesting. And it was very obvious this time. There's no way around that. Incest. Yes, ex- exactly. So I think we're going to see that little bit of that relationship kind of unfold. But he's not going to let Sepia be with uh, Vernius by any means. He's going to. He's probably. We're going to probably start to see him plotting and planning and scheming along beside uh, Alithia. That's right. And all these characters, they're just pulling each other apart. They're going in their own directions, and they all have their own little. Uh, their, what am I? What's the word I'm searching for? They have their own agendas, right? So everybody wants power amongst the Romans. This is where this this season is really developing the Romans right. a lot more as compared to the previous seasons. Before it was always in the house, house of Badiatus, the slaves, you know, yes. upper versus lower house. But here we got the Romans, and it's more like it's like countrywide almost. You know, we got <laughs> we got the people that are you know in the Senate, the people that are the rich nobles, right? And then of course we have the slaves and the rebels who are you know trying to up set the whole balance of the structure of the status quo. But I like that they're doing that. I like that they're showing us a little bit more of that side so that we can develop relationships with them as well. Because before, you're right, it was more of the gladiators that were the focal points, and now we're getting to see inside this house. But um, how crazy is it that Alithia is trying to divorce her husband whom she is pregnant by? Wow, that is How a are they going to drop that on us? Especially for back then, man. Because it's Unacceptable. Wasn't it illegal? Unacceptable back then. I don't know if it was illegal, but it's just like divorce wow, had I, to have been illegal back then. It, I'm it pretty must sure. have been. It must have been. And they didn't obviously they didn't say divorce, but you wish to dissolve bonds with your husband. That kind of thing. You're pregnant with this child and you're pursuing another man. And, and that leads us into that next relationship with Albinius, obviously the father of Alithia. Right. And this is some crazy stuff that's going on. So, And Alithia really wants it to happen. And this is the first episode that we see Albinius show favor to Glauber. And it, it's like, finally it's happening, but then we got this crazy stuff going right. on. Yeah, and then... Um, and the moment that, he wins just a little bit of favor, because he was right about his prediction about the gladiators being in the caves. And so, he, you know, he scores a couple points with uh, with um, Albinius, and then all of a sudden it's going to be thrown to shambles. But I think Alithia is going to uh, kind of give him a hint that it's over between them. Yeah, and well, it was more than a hint for us, the audience, when we see uh, Varinius uh, giving her some pleasure oh down gosh. south in the hallway. For those of you who are watching, Varinius was fingering. <laughs> I can say that. <laughs> Alithia. Yeah. Now, this is a pregnant woman who is, who is having a semi-love affair with another man who... She's supposed to be friends with Sepia, and you know that this this young lady who you influence wants to marry him. How can you do that? That's crazy stuff, man. But you know what? It it just adds to the dynamics. That's all it does. It's and like I, I'm plot after it. plot after scheme after scheme. Like it's just it's all layered on top of each other. I want Varinius to 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 just mess up Glauber and Alithia's marriage. I want this to happen. Oh, I, I'm, really? I'm expecting it to happen. Um, but let's save that more for predictions. Yes, no predictions. Yes. So anything else? Other globber stuff going on, Miranavia? Well, what about the slaves that we didn't we didn't get to see too much of their interaction with the Romans except for the fact that they have now returned to the house. It was um, Onimaeus and Crixus. And then who was the third uh, person that's Crixus' right hand man? Crixus' right hand man is Rascus. Rascus. And, and we don't know who the fourth person is that uh, Lucretia ordered to be murdered. But we thought up, it was going to be Crixus at first. Yeah, we it was really close and obviously you know, if that ended up happening, Crixus would have somehow miraculously escaped. And and he did escape in this sense too. Of course. And because she wants to wait and see see him die, but experience a little bit more pain along the way. So he's gonna have to to die in the gladiators arena. She wants to kill him one stroke at a time. And this is a what, this is, is that supposed of, to be sexual? Is, it, it is. It is it's that's a stroke. Okay. There we go. Yeah, it's it's a stroke, you know, in that sense as in the stroke of a blade and also of course the other stroke right, that we right, know right. we very well know what we're talking about. And <laughs> oh gosh, Ronnie's going nuts with the sound effects over there. <laughs> and we actually, and that was actually a quote from Batiatis back in season one. I remember that. The maximum number of strokes to maximize the pleasure. <laughs> I remember that. Um, so we ha- we have to go into our our famous quotes as well. Okay, so you want to talk about quotes now? All right, yeah, so, let's do it. Um, Let's see. What uh, stuck out to you this episode? All right. Uh, oh, things that stuck out, or do you want to do quotes? Like quotes that stuck oh, out. Oh, quotes that stuck out. Oh, I had some good ones. Uh, let's see. I would 
but severed dangling thread. That's what uh, Reniscus, that one slave uh, rebel who was out there in the forest with them, mm-hmm. when he he referred to Tiberius being executed, like they wanted to kill him so that they didn't have this burden. You know, I would but sever dangling thread. Uh, and that's I enjoyed some, that. Yeah, and you know, of course, I always need you to interpret <laughs> some of the some of the Roman language for me because I'm like, wait, what happened? What what did he say? What did that mean? Yeah, and I really enjoy listening to this stuff. It's seriously, it's like Shakespeare for our generation. It is. It definitely is. I would. I would. De- I think that's a. Yeah, I think that's a good way. Good way to put it. Did you have one? Uh, I, let me see. I'm looking through my notes right now. Um, Sepius is a. Oh, okay. I liked when Sepius said, "You overreach and tears burn in result." Ooh, How yeah. many of us try to kind of you know step over our boundaries and go outside of a you know not our level but out of our league? Yeah. And that's pretty much what he was telling his sister. He was telling Sepia that she was out of her league trying to get Vernius. That's right. And he was doing this, obviously, he was saying that out of jealousy, yep. saying that for control so he can bring her back to his warm embrace. But the, the burning tears, I was like, oh, that's poetic. Yeah, it is poetic. Because it hurts. It, it hurts it when does. you don't get the one you want. That's right. It does. But I, th- I think that she's going to have to, I think she's going to step up to the plate a little bit and get a little tougher in order to get him. Yeah, I, I feel that you're right. There's no way you can hang around Lucretia and Alithia and not become deceptive. And maybe that's what she's going to become later on. It seems like Alithia, you know, remember when she stabbed that one filleted man who was on the pole? Uh, she was showing off that, oh, yes, you know, I'm more experienced. Right. I can do this. So maybe Sepia is going to start to be more vindictive, too, because she has to compete with I all these I, crazy exactly. women. Exactly. I agree with that. I totally agree with that. What else you got for us? What I got, other quotes? Uh, a most judicious compromise. And that was an exchange between Glauber and, uh, what was his name again? Varinius. Varinius, when they were discussing how they would see some blood tonight without killing all of the gladiators. Let's just kill one. Let's fillet one man. <laughs> a most judicious compromise. I, like I appreciated that. that, but I knew that they were going to have to do that. They're going to have to do something because we'll, we'll, we'll talk about uh, Varinius and Glaber, they keep going back and forth. There is some rivalry between them because I think Glaber knows that uh, Vernius kind of is a threat to him, not only with his position, but also with his wife because he kind of sees that Alithia is fond of him. That's so right. they're playing this tit for tat game going back and forth. They always have to outdo the other one. Yeah, I feel that you're right. And it was it was really nice to see that. I like the dynamics that are going on between them. And uh, and I hope to see more of it later on. And finally, next episode, we'll be coming back to the arena. They allude to that. They're going to have big guys fight. They're going to have Anamaeus fight. They're going to have Crix's fight, as well as Raskus. Oh, who do you think is going to go down? Raskus, of course. Raskus. Yeah, we can't, we can't let go of Crixus and Anamaeus. Of course, of course not. Or maybe none of them will die. We'll see. Predictions well, well later on. you play a dangerous game. I do. That is one of the quotes <laughs> from this episode that uh, Veronius told Alithia. And I feel like that was kind of the whole premise of this episode. I'm still trying to figure out how I feel about empty hands. I think that your theory was good on that definition. But I also think oh, that... thank you. Yeah, I definitely think that that was a good one because nobody kind of won this episode. No, I don't feel like there was any, like, any champions going on. But... Um, Definitely the you play a dangerous game quote because this was a game this episode. Everyone was playing the pawns against each other. That's right. It, it was like everybody's bluffing each other. Everybody's saying, oh, I'll raise you. You know, oh, what do exactly. you got? What do you got in your hand? Playing some poker over here. That's right. What else? Ooh, uh, bear, oh, here's a good one too. Okay. I, I'm leaving out the ones that have the C word. Ooh, I have them, my spicy quote. Go ahead. I have spicy ones. <laughs> we'll tell you when we got our spicy ones, folks in the audience at home, because we don't we want you to turn down your sets in case you're if you have uh, young ones around. Oh, so, mine's not as bad. <laughs> oh, mine's mine's. Oh, mine. you have got, a you have a naughty one. I got naughty. See ones. mine. Okay, so I'll give mine first before yours then because okay. yours is R rated. No, mine mine is like PG thirteen right here. This okay, one's give PG thirteen one. I got a couple R rated ones. So here's a here's a PG thirteen one. <laughs> Look at Sean getting spicy over here. <laughs> so, uh, woman of barely formed breast. Ooh, I did like that one. A nice way of that Alithia was saying, like, oh, these women are immature. Right. You shouldn't bother with them. They're young, young adults. That's right. They're barely, barely even reached puberty yet. So what do you got? What else? Well, so mine was, uh, favorite quote of the night was by Mira. 
And like I said, she won me over this episode because, as you can say, she was a little gangsta, but she was also um, very loyal. She's proven her love to Spartacus. I definitely see this wanting to win his approval. And she says, I will hold them back. Or no, he says to her, I will hold them back as long as I'm able. And she responds, no, I will stay by your side. Yeah, I like and that. And so what is that? Like, she will not leave this man for it. She's like, we're going to fight together. There is no you without me. Immediately, I thought that was sexy when she said that. And the way that they were posed right there for that camera shot, very awesome. That was an excellent couple pose. Yes. And I think that they're setting her up to be the female Spartacus. Mm-hmm. She, I think that I think I see something. I'm not going to give an after buzz prediction, but I can't help it. I think that she's going to gather women and help lead women in the fight as well. Okay. Very I kind of foresee that coming. I like that. Okay, so uh, here, time for you guys to turn down your sets. Spicy, okay, R-rated quotes. It to us, okay, I'm going to blow through these. Let's just, I'm going to blow through okay, these. Give okay, give it to us. Morning cock has a better chance of crowing. Awesome. <laughs> awesome. So, that, you know, it's obviously referring to the penis. But exactly. it could be referring to a rooster as well. <laughs> <laughs> but that was her way of saying not a chance. Yes, exactly. <laughs> and then also we got, what else? Uh, oh, I think that was it from, oh, here. Uh, Varinius referring to Crassus, Marcus Crassus, who was Lycinia's cousin. He's still alive. Obviously, yes. Lycinia's dead. He, oh, he is a very a very wealthy man, large of coin, but small of cock. <laughs> the cock was the theme this episode, was it not? Oh, they always say cock all the time. <laughs> they mention it a few times, but I love the way that they call it cock. Yeah. What, I don't know what that is. Very simple. Why, why do they do that? But it's, it's cute. I like the way they do that. Did you have any other ones? Or no, I gave, I gave my best. <clears throat> Let's oh well, other than live and see many Romans fall, okay. I, I appreciated uh, Reniska saying that at the end. Like you know, he was giving the he was kind of uh, the protagonist this episode and not wanting to fight for the gladiators because you can tell that he was getting upset just as I was for Nivia uh, holding everybody back. Mm-hmm. But at the end, he he didn't want it to be in vain. Yeah, I know what you're saying. So he he did give his blessing at the end with his last dying breath. Right. And there we go. And that's where it matters. You know who you didn't talk about? Who? Your favorite person, Asher. Oh, yes. And Asher. the deceit that he webbed this episode. He wasn't in the episode too much. But yes, he did have some deceit. He ended up slaying the commander of Glauber, who right. was leading the Romans in the field. And he, you know, obviously in his, in his manner, I will not die this day. That is Asher's theme. I will not die that this day. That was very typical of him when you said that. He will do anything to make sure he lives and survives, including cheating people, deceiving others, and even killing his friends. And he so for him it's about survival of the fittest. That's right. And in this case, he's using his noggin. <laughs> right, pretty much, because he knows he's no he's no he's no match for Spartacus. That's true. So he did what in that moment was the smartest thing to do. Yep. And uh, so actually, since we're talking about Asher, do you want to go ahead and segue now into I the would. actor bios? Can you please give us some information about your favorite character? On okay. The show? Well, he's not my favorite. Actually, Crixus is my favorite. Crixus is your favorite. Yes, but of the antagonists, the bad people, I like Asher. He's, oh, got he's it. He's my favorite one okay. because he's got the most dynamics going on within his character. Oh, did I call Asher the protagonist earlier? No. No, no, you oh, Okay. No, no, no. I was like, wait, did I say it wrong? No, no, absolutely <laughs> not. Okay, so good stuff. All right, news and gossip within the actor bio. Okay, so this is going to count. It's going to be a double whammy. Okay. So we got, earlier tonight, I was looking at the Spartacus stars, um, their tweets, and they quoted Nick Terabay, who is the actor that plays Asher. Asher. And Asher, he said that Asher wanted to remain loyal to the Brotherhood, but it just kept being taken away from him. So you see, there... So the, people sympathize with him. Yes, exactly. Just Obviously, just if just Nick Terabay, the, the craftsman behind Asher's character, can be you know showing some sympathy for him, why can't we? And I, I feel sympathy for him. And I told you, I love to hate him. You know, like, I obviously he's an evil, deceptive scoundrel. But I still like him there. You know, we need him there. We do. Um, of course, he is the reason that every time the gladiators get ahead, there is an ounce of defeat. And they keep getting uh, set back because of him. So I have a huge problem. With, I hate his guts. But not the person, just uh-huh. his character. Yeah. But at the same time, he he doesn't deserve any respect. 
he has he has dealt the hands because that he has been given because of the actions that he's made and the choices that he's made. So he deserves everything that he's getting. Everybody hates him, but is well deserved. Had he a long well time deserved. ago, I like that. Had he had he a long time ago been a brother to them? At any point, he could have done that. He could have joined forces with Animaeus and saved his life when he had the opportunity. And instead, he turns him into Lucretia. That's right. He gives many opportunities to show that he's part of the Brotherhood, but every single time he fails them. Yeah, there we go. And, well, it, it could be that. And from my perspective, uh, or an alternate perspective, how about that? Okay. An alternate <laughs> perspective, maybe it's maybe it's everybody else that's giving him a hard time. Uh, no, no. Is he is he weaving? Is he digging his own grave? Well, do you not see that they didn't like Tiberius in the beginning? Yes. But then he earned his respect and fought for them in their honor. That's true. Asher has had several seasons to do the same. Yes, and he has. still he chooses not to. And he has chosen the path that has ended to him. It's ended him more on the Roman side, but he's still kind of in the middle a little bit. Uh, he's treading on the dark side. He is. I mean, no, he is on the dark side. He he doesn't like the Romans, yeah, yeah. but yet he helps them defeat the gladiators yes. every single time he every opportunity he gets. True that. He's he's almost like a bounty hunter in some senses. <gasps> I like that. I like that description for him. That is exactly what he is. There He's a bounty go. hunter for the Romans. That's right. Uh, let's see what else we got. So let's talk about Nick now. All right. So he's aged 37. Uh, I believe 36 or 37. I think he's turning 37 this year. Uh, he has been he has been credited, obviously, as Nick E. Terabay, which is like what, what he's credited as on the show. But back in the day, over 10 years ago, he was actually also credited in some shows uh, like Sex and the City. That's where he got his first start as Imad Tarabi. Yeah. Okay, so he was a dancer on Sex and the City. Okay, so this must have been a random episode because I've seen every episode of Sex and the City. I haven't seen him, but it, it's something like he's he's just a dancer. That's about it. <laughs> Credited. All right. See, he was in lots of shows. Uh, Crash as Axel Finette, which was actually a big character. He was a lieutenant. He was in The Sopranos as a drug dealer. Detroit One Eight Seven oh, as Sopranos. yeah. He was in Detroit One Eight Seven as a Middle Eastern crime boss, Amir Sakani. He was also in NCIS, which, you know, these are all popular shows. Oh. And obviously Sex in the City. So um, he's a very athletic guy. He played soccer when he was in college. He got semi-pro status. And uh, he played for Lebanon and Kuwait. By the way, he was born in Lebanon, Beirut, Lebanon. Oh, he's Lebanese. Yes, he's Lebanese. Exactly. So obviously you can tell. He he looks like he's I Middle I mistaken for Lebanese sometimes. Really? Yeah. Oh, Lebanese people come up to me all the time. Hmm. I, I could see you it. You can see that? I could see it, actually. Yeah, I got it. You, you're ethnically ambiguous. I, I am, just as you are. Yes, very well. <laughs> so here we go. What else do we got about him? Oh, he moved to the U.S., first to New York, um, and he started working in the fashion industry. Oh, wow, before he was an actor. That's right. And while he was doing that, he was going to acting school. He went to two famous schools. One of them was the Tony Schreiber, and then the other one was the Larry Moss Acting Studios. So there we go. That's pretty much all I got on Nick E. Terabay. Did you have any? Well, I, I mean, of course, we have to bring up Nivea, who yeah. I hope redeems herself next episode, because she is not representing Crixus very well. Mm-mm. I mean, Mira has earned her keep. I'm down with Mira and her being with Spartacus, but I have a huge, huge issue with Nivea right now, so uh, let's see what happens. But uh, Nivea is introduced uh, for the first time on this uh, episode, or this season, last episode. We finally got to see who was playing Nivea this time, and um, her actual name is Cynthia Adai Robinson, and we haven't seen very much of her. This is her breakout role, in my opinion, because, and Spartacus Vengeance is pretty huge for her to be your breakout role. Of course. But she was in Columbiana, Okay. With Zoe Zaldana, and she played Alicia in that film. And so, for those of you who haven't seen Columbiana, um, wasn't a huge, huge role, but she was in the film. Alrighty. And so, she's also been in Flash Forward. She played a, a nurse, Debbie. And then we've also seen her. Oh, that in, was that show on ABC, right? Flash Forward. I think it was on ABC. Yeah. Yes, it sure was. It oh, was Ronnie very, knows, very Ronnie good. Oh, how many? You know oh, about it? I watched Ronnie? every single episode, and I don't really like uh, that sort of type of show. But I, I watched every episode. What, what it, is, w- it was. What do you mean? Is it kind of like a sci-fi show, like fantasy? Like what's going on? Um, with that? Well, it's. I mean, it was a show where um, they saw 
into their future. Uh, so they saw something, they, they all blacked out, and they saw into their future, and that's how they um, knew what was going to happen to them. So some people knew they would die on a certain date. Some people knew they'd be raped on a certain date. It was Ooh. real interesting. Which character was she? Which which actress she are you speaking of? She was Debbie. She played a nurse. Oh, okay. And, oh, and she's in this one. Yeah, yeah. I thought she maybe looked familiar, although the people in this show, Spartacus, they look completely different. Well, this than, is her yeah. second role from from that show. That was her, that was, like, Flash Forward was the first, like, big role that she had because she had a reoccurring yeah. role on there. And now Spartacus. Well, so that's a pretty a, good upgrade. Yeah, she's on a winning show right now. Right, pound winning. Yeah. Because <laughs> before that, she only had small little appearances on uh, CSI New York, CSI Miami, uh, Law & Order Criminal Intent. She played a lot of the, uh, I guess, criminal shows, as yeah. you would say. <laughs> well, those are really popular right now right. in U.S. culture. Right, but this is her first reoccur- major reoccurring role. Because this show, Spartacus is huge. Come on Oh, now. yeah, of course. And even uh, I actually read, uh, getting over to Liam McIntyre again, I actually read an article. Uh, I forget who, oh, gosh, I think, I don't even remember what the article was, what newspaper it was in, but I read an article just recently that came out that said uh, he, he was touring around uh, here in L.A., and he couldn't believe, like, he would see his face, like, huge, like, 10-story buildings with his face on it. So it's interesting stuff, man. I know. Every time I see it, I look at it, and I'm like, ah! Like I, I get so excited every time I see the billboard. Yeah, me too. I, I pass by them every time. I, you know, there's that one off the 101 South. There's also the one that's on. Uh, it's on the 405 when you're passing by that promenade area over there. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah. Like kind of near mm-hmm. the 90 freeway. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and then I, I actually um, I was driving with one of my students from my life skills classes, and she I, I told her about me doing the show, and then she was and she never heard of Spartacus. Wait, ever? Are you kidding well, me right now? Well, she's a student. You know, she doesn't get to watch stars and all these <laughs> shows. She's only like 17. She's gonna turn. 18 pretty soon and she looks over and after I tell her she's like oh there's that show that you're talking about I see it now you know I opened her eyes oh yeah so now she pays more attention to it that's right. We've had that effect That's on several people. borderline uh, uh, not good. She's under 18 and you're talking to a show about a show like this? <laughs> I told her not Careful to. there, Sean. I didn't tell her to watch you, the show. You get this. The views expressed herein are those of the host. <laughs> because really. The views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principal. That's right. Wait, wait till she's 18 until you're going to talk to her about a show that's this intense. Anyway. That's right. Um, you guys said on the very first episode that it wasn't kind of bringing the heat. You know, you guys were like a little. Uh, it has these last couple episodes uh, went there. I mean, are we are we back on track with, you know, the new actor? And the new, I mean, the newer newer version of Spartacus is oh, it good? That's a great question, Ronnie. Um, I am bad cop. Sean is probably more good cop because I'm going to say that um, as much as I think that Liam McIntyre has a great canning resemblance to uh, Andy Whitfield, and that he is trained very hard, and that he is really just you know getting into this role, they're not showing that much of him. He has not been a focal point on this season, and I think that. The writers have done that on purpose because they weren't 100% confident with writing him in, knowing that he was replacing such a major role. And so I think that they've kind of minimized his character on the show when he's supposed to be this huge leader. He's the cover of the the, the billboards. He is the face of the show. And they've kind of decreased his appearances, I think. And um, unfortunately, as beautiful as he is, I don't know if he has the same essence as Andy Whitfield did and the expressions that, that Andy captured before with with Spartacus. What do you think, Sean? Uh, I feel like you're right to a certain extent. Uh, I'm waiting for them to have him do more stuff. In the first episode, we had him there a lot. Second episode, pretty much there too. I think where his strong suit is is that he's good at the fight choreography. Yes. He's good at showing that intensity during battle sequences. Mm-hmm. And I really enjoy seeing that. Of course, he doesn't have as much dialogue. Right. But, uh, you know, we're going to see where it, the story takes us later on and where the writers take us. But in his defense, he doesn't have as much acting experience as everybody else uh, that's a part of the cast as well. So maybe, you know, he's got to work his chops out a little bit more and kind of get there. So I think that if we, if we stay with him, he's going to grow in the role. I I definitely foresee that. Now, as far as Navia, um, Leslie Ann Brandt was the original Navia. And so she was replaced this season. Um, the new Navia has not won me over. <laughs> oh no! Of course, we were talking about I know, that. But um, but I do I do appreciate that uh, they didn't write her out. They could have killed her, but they didn't. So I appreciate that. Um, there was some articles that I read that they they can't explain why she was replaced, other than other than the previous actor probably was going on to film projects that she was trying to pursue. I see. So we're gonna just kind of leave that leave that window open. I'm gonna do some more research and find out where did she go. 
Okay, very good. Uh, let's go ahead. I, I, I said I wasn't going to have any history facts, but actually, of one came you to are. one of came to mind. You are. I already know. There Come we with go. It. Dish it. Okay, so. Um, Regarding Spartacus, we talked about Thrace last time, and regarding the Thracians, uh, there's actually not very much record of how they looked, their physical appearance. Huh. But uh, there is one thing that's a, a little bit of an allusion to their um, their artifacts that are found, okay? So um, that alludes to how they look. Now, a lot of their artifacts, their, their gods have red hair and green eyes. Wow. Yes. So that's, that's pretty unique. That's a nice combo. You know, of course they're going to, you know, a lot of cultures these days, you know, they they, they make well at so least they look like back. Lindsay Lohan. Is that how they look? <laughs> I, I guess so. <laughs> you know, she's she's got Red that. Green eyes. There she is. And what is she, what is she? South African, right? She's she's from South Africa. No, she. I think she played a character on Mean Girls that was South African. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay. I don't. I haven't done any research on Lindsay Lohan, <laughs> so sorry about that. But okay, so um, he actually uh, here Liam McIntyre and Andy Whitfield, they have that like brownish hair that's almost like reddish. Yeah. Like, it's just a touch of red yeah, in it. Yeah, almost like a Irishman or Scottishman. Yeah, and they have that they have light eyes. Obviously, uh, uh, Andy Whitfield, he had more blue eyes, maybe blue green a mm-hmm. little bit, but Liam McIntyre, he's got really pretty green eyes. If you look at those it's like green with a touch of hazel in it. So, <laughs> yeah. so as far as I've seen, I like you know, the way you on called the show. Them pretty. Yeah. Pretty did, eyes. Did I say pretty? <laughs> you did say pretty. I don't know. You caught me. Ronnie's giving you a hard time about that. I said pretty as in a very much, not as in they're pretty as in they're beautiful. No, I didn't mean it like that. Go ahead and rep it. He's a, he's an outstanding looking dude. Come on, Sean. Stand by your convictions, man. He's a good looking guy. Agree. Whatever. All right. <laughs> Sean I have, said whatever. I have no passion towards the man <laughs> other than he's a good craftsman in his battle sequences. Well, I think that was a great fact. Thank you, Sean. Thank you. Um, can you give us a little bit of information about uh, the the fighting and the the um, diet that they're on because you said you were going to mention that you teased us earlier with that. I am <laughs> going to give you some information. So, how to be like a gladiator? We get it why, why don't Why don't we uh, tease everyone and make them go to a commercial first, yeah, and then you come that. back with that amazing you know <laughs> diet plan, which you sort of talked about last week, but you're going to give them a little more, right? A yes. little. So this is like the second or third week of training, right? This is stepping it up. Well, yeah. this is I like to give out like two exercises uh, each oh, week. Okay, well let's do it. Let's go to a commercial and then commercial really, you know, jazz it up. Boom. After Buzz TV. Hi. I was once like you, a lazy angry loner whose only joy was watching TV and surfing the net. And like you, after I'd see one of my favorite TV shows, I'd be so excited and have so many questions that I'd actually have to talk to my douchebag coworkers about it at the water cooler. Then I discovered AfterBuzzTV.com. AfterBuzz TV produces after-show webcasts and podcasts for TV series of all kinds, like post-game wrap-up shows for all your favorite TV shows. AfterBuzz TV hosts are industry insiders who break down episodes of shows, take calls from fans, and interview cast and crew from each series with over 60 different after-shows, from Boardwalk Empire to American Idol to Vampire Diaries to Real Housewives and more. Now, after a night of TV, I can ignore my stupid co-workers, who I hate, and go straight to my desk and watch or listen to all my favorite AfterBuzz TV aftershows and have all the TV fan interaction I need. Thank you, AfterBuzz TV. AfterBuzz TV. What do you want to buzz about? What do you want to buzz about, we people? We are back. All right. So Sean is going to tell us some amazing facts about the gladiator diet and two points on how they work out and get those fabulous physiques. Every week he gives us a little special something on it. That's right. You know, of course, I've been doing research on the videos. I've been, you know, these are two, two and a half minute videos that I see that are actually with the Spartacus cast in them. And I pick those apart. I look at them. I pause them, you know, every few seconds so I can see exactly what they're and doing. And you try them out yourself. And I try them out myself. He's our guinea pig. Exactly. And I actually, you know, I started the workouts last week and um, I've actually did the workouts a little bit more intensely this week and i feel bigger already you, you know what you you look a little bit more broader i was gonna tell you thank that thank you and uh and you know what <laughs> yeah <laughs> boom right there we need to get so we need to get the gladiator sound of like the gladiator arena sound going on you know when they're like cheering seriously or we have to have some kind of bit like some kind of sound Yes, is that, is that not that Gladiator? Wasn't, that wasn't so much Gladiator. That was more like uh, that's like Carson re- Daly audience. Yes, rehearsed audience. <laughs> the voice. Okay, I'll work on that for next week. All right, back to the uh, workout good. plan. So, 
circuit training, very important. That's what they do. Oh, as, I've done circuit training before. Yeah, and, and a lot of people do do it, you know, but that's very important for them because it does muscle confusion, right? So right. you're going you around, switch it up. you're switching it up all the time. You're not just doing this one isolated little workout, you know? So circuit training, it increases the stamina, increases your endurance so that you can do it for four hours like them because that's how long they train each day. Wow, and they that do is it, so crazy. Yeah, they do it four or five days a week. It's pretty insane stuff. Well, if you notice, um, you had mentioned before that... Uh, that Mira's, uh, you know, playing a huger role on um, this season and that she tr- has been training with them, like with the rest of the gladiators. Mm-hmm. If you look at her body, she is starting to bulk up. You can start to see the definition in her arms, her shoulders. I mean, this is, pr- she's probably, not I want to say twice the size she was before, but she is a lot more cut up and buffered than she was the first season that she, that she was first premiered on the show. Yeah, clearly. And she has to do so many other stunts. Before in the show, she was actually just a, a she, she was never a, fought before. She was a body slave. She she right. didn't do anything. You know, she didn't have to fight, so now she has to fight. She's got to film the battle sequences along with the men. So that's why she's in there. And from the video I've seen, she's the only woman who's there. Oh, amazing. I love I love the fact. That's pure dedication. In season one, when they were doing Blood and Sand, um, they actually had Sora. Uh, I forgot her name, uh, whatever the actress's name is. But they had Sora, oh, the what? wife of Spartacus. She came on. And she, oh, Erin Cummings, that's her name. So oh, okay. they had, she tried it out for one day. And she, and in the video, she was like, I decided to try it out, but uh, I'm tortured. This is a mistake. Yeah, she never really had a fight. So it wouldn't make sense yeah, for her to yeah, do it. Yeah, exactly. So along with the circuit training, um, I'm going to show you guys, uh, tell you guys two workouts that are essential. Please. This is a bone, you know, this is a bonehead thing. This is a no brainer. Please do it. Pull ups. Do some pull ups. Doesn't matter how you do them. Those are so hard, Sean. See, of course they're well. Of course they're harder for women because you guys have less upper body strength, but it can be developed. And I'm not saying I want you to get buff, you know, so that you lose those the, those, those breasts. Fe- the, the breasts are the feminine <laughs> qualities. No, just go. You know, you can do some, and the the women do some on the sets, you know. And all you have to do is get a spotter, get someone to help you out, and lift your legs up, you know, while you're doing the pull ups. Yeah, they they have that at the gym. Yeah, you the, know, they have the for, machine one. Yeah, for the dips and yeah. for the pull ups, uh, the dips. I find you know I try to do those and I enjoy doing those, but the pull ups not so easy for me. And I if but but I've talked to actually another afterbuzzer here who was like, yes, go do the pull ups at any cost. Meaning if you can't do them, don't give up on yourself, but make sure you use the little the little the spotter with it, right? Yeah, where you yeah you're basically reaching and then you uh, you kind of kneel and then it gets, supports your weight. There's like a little yeah. seat, but it still does a lot for you. And so you're saying this is one of the bigger uh, things that they all do because I've heard a lot of good things about pull ups before. Oh yeah, on the on the blood and sand video that I was looking at. Uh, in the last few days that they, it just shows them doing a lot of pull-ups and they, they have the trainers there holding them you know it doesn't like imagine like you know Andy Whitfield he was like pulling himself up and then he's just like the guy's helping him and then as soon as he's done he's just like oh he drops down you know it's like it's difficult to do a lot and the, yeah. most, the most I try to do I would say I would recommend people uh, for men who are starting off maybe like 7 to 10 reps I've gone as high as 25 in my lifetime oh wow and with the, with the machine I did 30 today I actually did that actual machine today in preparation for the show I wanted to feel like the gladiators and I actually well it wasn't premeditated but I did do Uh I did do that that workout today and I'm I'm sore from it and Mira looks like she does probably or Katrina Law looks like she does a million of them because she is just she's buff up top yeah but she she still looks I want to get that yeah I want to get that and another workout. Let's see. Uh, second today, I'm going to share with you guys. You need to do some dumbbell curls. Okay, so the the gladiators over there in the gladiator boot camp, you got to do the dumbbell curls. Those things, get them. If you can start off on 35 pounds or higher, do it. Okay, so get those dumbbells, one in each hand. You can even just do one in one hand and then switch hands, you know, so you can, like, just put a little bit more force behind it. How many pounds? 35 pounds. That is crazy because I I only am doing two pounds right now. Am I weak for that? uh, No, you're a woman. It's okay. Two pounds an arm. No, my, actually, my sisters, they probably only go up to, like, 10 or 15 pounds. You know, you can't do that much. And, you don't want to lose your your feminine beauty so it's okay you know you can do the lower weight i'm gonna increase moderately you can <laughs> go ahead you look good so thank you still Sean. Looking i appreciate spicy. that so, and then and what about the what about their drinks they're doing a protein shake you said they're chugging down protein shakes yes so this is what uh that that last video i posted it up on my facebook uh, but uh, you can find it if you bing it you can find it on uh, youtube and uh, it's uh, andy whitman said they had to eat less 
and train more. And that's how they got fit. Okay, which is surprising to me. I actually thought, oh man, you got to eat a lot. Mm -hmm. You know, you have to eat a lot so that you can, you know, get more protein in your body and all this. But, you know, you just have to have a good balance. What what did Andy say? He said you got to eat Eat less less, and train more. I would say you got to get that uh, contract, that that paycheck that they're getting, and that's how you get in shape, right? My opinion on that whole situation. Because they're getting paid to work out. They're getting paid for, you know, they're obviously being on the show and they're like, dude, get in shape. You know, they have, they are doing an investment in these actors, okay? On the other hand, the common folk like us, we are paying to work out in places like 24 Hour Fitness. We are paying to work out. We're paying to get fit. But also, I would say, I mean, this is not calling anyone out in a bad way at all, but there's even after buzzers who have told me since doing the after buzz, like they felt like the clothing that they would wear or their look would be improved because now they're on camera. So what I'm saying is these Spartacus actors, they know we're about to do this scene mm-hmm. and I'm, everyone and is looking at, naked. yeah. So it's so, it's, it's to their knowledge. So it, I think that's another motivation for them. And this it clearly, it's what people talk about. Like, I don't even know Spartacus the story, but I know, damn, everyone that's looks. That's that naked show, right? The naked show. <laughs> it's yes. a show where everybody is <laughs> but there's so much more than looking. bodies to them. Yeah. Deep so, storyline. So within the diet, eat less, train more. I myself, uh, I'm not a full on vegetarian. I eat meat every now and then, but I'm try- I was a vegetarian for the first uh, 30 days of this year. And I had one time I was like, oh man, I, I need to go back to eating meat because I actually was allergic to kale. So I started oh, eating I meat kale. again. But once I found out that I just need to eliminate the kale from my diet, I'm, e- I'm replacing it with spinach and I'm eating my vegetarian diet, which is like quinoa, avocados, uh, what else? Brown rice. I got tomatoes. I got cucumbers and red peppers. I put all that stuff in a bowl and it's just filled with vegetables. And then I drink for my workouts. This is what I do. So that's that's like my daily just kind so of that, meal. So those ingredients that you just named in that bowl, yeah. I put that in a shake. You put that in a shake? All those veggies in a shake with a little bit of apples and okay. um, I, put, I put the kale in there too because I'm not allergic. Okay. Um, so I mix all that together and the apples and grapefruit just for a little bit of sweetness. And mm-hmm. I'm... I'm I'm doing that smoothie right now, a okay. veggie smoothie with some protein. I want to try that out. You need to make one for me, and I'm going to drink I it. For, I want to see how and, it is. And clearly, <laughs> if anyone who is uh, watching AfterBuzzTV.com or on our iTunes listening to the uh, Spartacus, uh, you know, the iTunes show here, yeah, they could just follow you guys and your workout plans respectively, and then um, you know, just kind of stay in, stay in, informed with you is what I'm saying. Like, oh, not, of course, past this show, like you guys are giving good hint. Uh, yeah, they can follow us tips. on Twitter. Yes, yeah. you can keep follow- on talking about it. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, you can follow me on Twitter at. At the Sean Overman, and then and Spicy, Spicy Mari. You can follow me at Spicy underscore Mari M A R I. Do you guys want to do some predictions? We uh, are going to do we... our predictions right yes. now. Let me. Oh, let me just close up with that diet too. Oh, oh, we'll oh, 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 oh. You're after Buzz TV predictions. Are we back on? Okay. Yes. Predictions. Woo. Diet first. Okay. So <laughs> Sean has to get the diet point out there. Sorry, Ronnie. So the diet. Okay. Most important within those four hours of you working out, if you do the four hour workout, people, uh, you need to drink one protein shake per hour, and that's what pretty Whoa. much that's what the 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 cast did on you know, set when they were working out. So anyway, I'm trying to do that. Let's go to predictions. And so predictions, I have Ganicus will fight against the rebels. He oh, the preview gave that away. Yes, of course it gave it away. <laughs> but I've been saying that Ganicus is going to yeah, be you fighting. Yeah, you have been saying that. He's coming back, but how is he going to come back? I think Asher is going to convince him that he needs to fight. He may not know who he's going to fight, though. They're probably going to say, you need to fight in the arena, and then he's going to have to do it against his old comrades, oh. and he won't know. He's going to have to fight against Onimaeus. Uh, Onimaeus, his good friend. And there's going to be, oh, because Onimaeus knows now that he betted his yes. wife. Onimaeus is going to kill him. He's going to be pissed off. Okay. That's a good prediction. And I got one more. Will Spartacus dress up again and get covertly into the arena to rescue Crixus and the other men? Ooh. I think that's going to happen. I would like to see that. I definitely can see that. Um, My prediction would be between uh, Lucretia and Alithia that uh, Lucretia is going to be revealed that she does remember everything and that she's been playing Alithia like a pawn. So I think that is going to be revealed. And I also think that Sepia, I'd mentioned this earlier, is going to start to uh, join the women. She's going to go from young girl to women. And I think that she's going to reject her brother, Sepius, because she really is going to want uh, Veronius. And so I think that she's going to start to uh, be more deceitful and get to their level. Okay, very good. She's going to do something awful, something evil. 
And we will see coming up, you guys. Those, those so, are our after those those predictions. Are, so thank you guys for joining us today with Spartacus. And uh, stay tuned. Next week, we'll be here same time, same place for Spartacus. You don't want to give your Twitter real quick? Go ahead. Oh, we gave him earlier, but we'll give him Do again. it one more time. Spicy N- underscore Maddie. N- now that it says it on the bottom of the screen. <laughs> Thanks, already. Do it one more time. Spicy underscore Maddie. You can follow me at spicy underscore Maddie. And you can follow Sean at? At the Sean Overman. Check out my blog too, seanoverman.org. I'm doing some. I'm going to post those workouts that I was talking about. I'll post some other things on there. Check and me out. And I'll be following them as well. From producers Kevin Undergaro and Phil Svitek, engineer DJ Jesse Janity, and the entire AfterBuzz TV staff, we would like to thank you for listening to the AfterBuzz TV network. If you have questions or comments, be sure to buzz us at info at AfterBuzzTV.com. And you can find us on Facebook or follow us on Twitter by searching for AfterBuzz TV. Buzz you later! The views expressed herein are those of the host only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principal.